We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to another episode of Hard Reads, guys. It is me, TK Breezy, along with Austi La Vista, getting into tonight's topics, which happen to be Thunder Smash 3 recap, the community's reception of Thunder Smash uh, and Thunder Smash 3, or just Thunder, Thunder in general, and uh, Nightmare on Smashville, the last qualifier for Summit, correct? Uh, yes. Nice. I, w- I want to I say so, yeah. I don't nice. think Nightmare on Smashville is anything. Are you sure? I feel like it was... Maybe the last spot, man. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look I'm at a slide or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there was one more. There was literally one more after uh, Big House, and, I just, and it was not Thunder Smash. I know that much. So, um, and seeing that there's only one week left, I'm assuming I'm going to assume it was Nightmare on Smashville, or maybe I'm just wrong and don't remember any of that. So, uh, oh, there it is, Smash United saying it is the last spot. Yes. All right, cool. Is. Thank you, Smash United. So, uh. Yeah, I guess up first. Well, one first. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, dude. Uh, how was Cali? Uh, it was cool. Bought a bunch of edibles, you know, the usual. Um, <laughs> and uh, don't think I'm actually going to finish in this year. That's, like, that's how much I bought. Anyway. Dad. Um, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. There's a lot of gummies, though. I mean, I don't try to come off with no chocolate or anything. It was milk in your bag. Cookies, not really mm-hmm. super into those. And uh, whatever, whatever. Without, like, milk. And I just, I don't know. Cookies, milk, and and thc doesn't sound like a good combination anyway um so yeah i guess first things first though while i was in cali outside of buying a bunch of edibles i did go and intend and commentate for two matches uh three matches actually uh thunder smash uh so now even though i only commentated three matches still had a good time there uh t ends up taking the win and uh, i'm actually gonna look some of these results because i'm starting to notice a a pattern right here for some of the uh thunder smash attendees and this is I've been going well for them. Dark Wizzy again getting into I think top eight, but still not being able to get to the top one. Uh, right. Even though 
from talking to him around the venue, you would have expected otherwise. But no. why? What was he doing? What was his demeanor? I mean, he just Dark Wizzy. Just he, he doesn't he doesn't have a, an off button when it comes to talking about Smash. Like, <laughs> like Dark Wizzy was doing stuff like I'd be like just I'd be like sleep, and he'd wake me up and be like, "Man, I really wish I beat uh, if he did like that last time." And I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Oh, you didn't see that?" And I was like, "No." And he was like, "Yeah, I beat MVD." And I was like, "I don't care." Like, I don't care. It's a random dude. Like, come on, bro. Like, I'm over here minding my own business, trying to get me a little nap in. You gonna wake me up to tell me that, boy? One second, right. bro. To be honest, I actually I have some New Yorkers, uh, people in the Smash scene in New York, that kind of do the same thing. I got clothes washing, and I can definitely hear the clacking and stuff on my like zippers and shit how close is the washer to you that's in the same hallway oh yeah yeah, yeah so like hallway washer my room i'm jealous uh, yeah so oh yeah that's right you're new york style you probably gotta go to the laundromat don't you walk in the snow uphill mm. both ways dog mm, couldn't be me player yep. could not be me <laughs> uh anyway anyway uh so yeah so uh you know jokes aside dark was is a fantastic human being i just that's your mm-hmm. that, that shit's funny to me like like I'm just minding my own business. He comes in and he's like, "Did you know that Mario? No, 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 we're not doing that." There's a lot of Smashers Smashers like that. That is that uh, Thunder Smash now has a cabinet in the corner that has a bunch of old fighting games. A uh, word? Yeah, it's just in the corner. Just a cabinet in the corner. The joysticks aren't great, but like the fighting games on there were all like stuff that I played when I was like way younger. That I'm like, damn, I can't believe this is uh on this thing. So like. They had Street Fighter EX2 Plus. Ooh. They had uh, they had Bloody Roar. I was like, wait a minute, like I'm gonna have to fire up an emulator for this. I don't know Bloody Roar was nice. Was yeah, it was. I just, I, I like, it's not a game I've thought about in a long time. Yeah, we do need a new Steel Steel Ten is right. We definitely need a new Bloody Roar. I don't know why that that series had to go down the drain like that, but it's I, coming next, man. If Samurai Showdown made a return, like I think uh, anyone can. I don't know, man. See, Samurai Showdown wasn't like. Samurai Showdown wasn't dead. It was just unseen. Like, the last Samurai Showdown did come out on, like, uh, one of the last gen since. It was, like, 360 or something. And mm. so, even though no one was playing it, like, they still tried. Now, this... Bloody War hasn't had a game since GameCube, so I I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I, I would definitely love to see one, but not sure if we're going to get one. Yeah, I mean, always a better shot, but I'm sure it, like... You know the other games they had on the cabinet was it just like was what was was it, was it like a custom cabinet where they could just put any any like yeah it was like it, it was one of those ones that like it was just multiple it had more than just fighting games it had like all kind of you know it had like Streets of Rage it had like foot like old sports games it was just like one of those super big multi cabinets that had like a bunch of old games oh that's so, sick yeah, I, yeah. I mean if the controls could get upgraded that'd be that, I, I I could see myself visiting it next time but yeah I heard Thunder Smash Three was pretty okay. Well, yeah, let me go ahead and look at the uh, the results real quick so I can... Mm. They only have 100 attendees, right now, yeah. but as of right now, I think that Thunder Smash 3... Uh, and this, I guess this will tie into the next point, you know, the community's mm-hmm. reaction to Thunder Smash. But Thunder Smash is not for the, like, the normal player. Like, that's not, you know, it, they're not catering toward the, you know, the people who are going to go O2 or whatever. They're not catering toward anybody but talent, and talent is, you know, top eights and things like that. So... Yeah. Uh, basically, it's about, you know, us, the commentators, and the top players, and since most people just want to see top players playing all the time anyway, it ends up not being that big of a deal uh, because it's like another invitational. So, could Thunder survive off just doing invitationals? Of course, but uh, for some reason, I feel like they're 
like they want to do an invitational style, but at the same time, they're also still like doing open bracket. And I think they could just do away with that um, and just have an invitational style tournament. Like, I don't you know. Uh, it, it's tough, right? Because if they do an invitational, it becomes trickier to be on the PGR because that's like what they want to do. Even oh, though Thunder Smash okay. 2 was PGR, um, it's yeah. still like, you know, it, it left a little uh, negativity. Wait, I, think, I think you mean three. Two. No, two Two was PGR. Two was the PGR? Yes. Mm, it was C tier, mm. even though oh, it was okay. invitational. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, and that caused a lot of uh, negativity in a lot of people's minds. So that's why yeah, I think they wanted this. People who were complaining off. actually turned it down, though. So I, that's yeah. kind of on you at that point, you know, mm. but I feel you. But with the being open bracket, they also, you know, they get more venue fees. So that helps with money flow. I, so see, that's the thing though, is that Thunder doesn't like okay, so yeah, of course they they don't want to lose a crazy amount of money, but Thunder really mm. technically doesn't need to make money off of Thunder Gaming or Smash or in general because Thunder Studios is a like multi million dollar <laughs> studio. Yeah. So like they have the money. twenty extra dollars. <laughs> yeah, they have the money. Like they're not gonna, you know, when we when we showed up there on the day before media day, there was a Porsche like ex ex exhibition going on in the next door. So like, you know, we had to walk past a bunch of rich moguls and their Porsches to get to our little gaming area. And I was like, wow. So yeah, I'm definitely not worried about Thunder Smash yeah. having the money. Like they have the money. I think it's more so just not, not having the community support when you feel like you're doing so much. And I mean, again, you know, they're not perfect. Obviously they've said it themselves. They definitely have some stuff to work on, but the, you know, if I were if I were a millionaire and I was put on this money in the Smash, and then the Smash players were just like, "Wow, fuck you," I'd be like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna take my money elsewhere." You know, yeah. like that's that's basically the the logic that I have uh, on that. So yeah. But the thing is, like uh, after Thunder Smash Three, I feel like the there was a more positive reception to it than compared to the past two, anyways. Definitely, I, saw, I mean, it's still negative, but it's like less, I think it's all SoCal people. It's, it's I, less shitting on them. Put it that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of negativity comes from the SoCal, uh, the SoCal scene, because, you know, they got burned uh, that one time back in Smash 4, so they just, like, don't ever want to go back again. And I, I, I remember seeing tweets, I don't remember who was tweeting it out, but like, I saw multiple tweets talking about how, like, I heard, uh, you know, I don't go to Thunder Smash because I had such a horrible time with Smash 4. I've heard they've been upgraded, however, I haven't been to the, any of them for Ultimate yet, so I can't, you know, put an opinion out there. Oh, but they're already, from Slap. But, yeah, 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 that's yeah. who that's who did it, yeah, mm-hmm. Go ahead. So no, no, I was just gonna say that that like um, because they haven't been there, they can't like really give their honest opinion. They're going based purely off of their memories from Smash Four or just like watching the broadcast itself. So, yeah, yeah. And, I, so, and the broadcast I mean, was a lot better this time. The broadcast was way better from yeah. from Thunder Smash Season or One, where they were pointing the <laughs> webcam at the screen to what we have now. It's way better. I heard some people talking about there's a weird filter. There was, was. Yeah. yeah. They said it looked good. It looked decent or like, you know, well for the people. And when it got back to the gameplay, it looked really weird. And I didn't get to see that, obviously, because I was just watching straight it, gameplay. It wasn't too bad. Like, it didn't affect my experience. I noticed it, but then I just got used to it because like, okay. I've I've seen some pretty crappy streams. So, yeah, uh, I think it's just a matter of just removing the filter when the gameplay comes on. And I think that's a really easy fix for next time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I, don't, I don't really know what that filter was about, but, you know, they had they had a lot of more help this time. They had Keith, you know, in the back running mm -hmm. things. I know that, I don't know, if, I know last time they had Bam helping out with running things, but Keith, you know, obviously he's on the production side a little more, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, they, uh, the staff that they had there was very helpful. They still have the same dope staff. Can't remember all their names, but uh, I remember 
the new chick at the very least christina was very helpful with us getting jerseys and mm. the right size and things like that so. those jerseys looked a lot better than twos i was the so red? sad yeah i like yeah. the red one well interestingly enough the black jersey is better it has better feel like it feels like a jersey but the red yeah. jersey was mm. like just a shirt but it was like high you know high quality cotton so it was like, Bro, i just know, don't want that qr code on my shirt man i just want to just like oh, take some come on now. <laughs> But it does feel nice. I, I do like the shirts, uh, like yeah. the style of it a lot. So here's all. Did they announce anything after the after the tournament was over? Like Thunder no, Smash I think 4? I think Clash of Clans is uh, Thunder Smash Three is the last Thunder Smash of this year. But I knew mm -hmm. I know I've ta from talking to Roderick that he does have plans for 2020, and that's good. Yeah, um, Roderick, I definitely get where you know he can be a little hard to work with because I feel like he has a vision that like he has a vision that takes a little time to see. You know what I'm saying? It took me a little time to see, and you know we kind of. But it heads about it the first time that uh, I went to Thunder Smash. But uh, as of late, I mean, like, he can have the vision and make it work because there's no one else actually doing that avenue right now. Like, the, mo the best we'll get for production value and invitation invitationals right now is Beyond the Summit, which also has a bunch of crazy money because they have Dota and all that other crazy stuff going on outside of Smash, which just mm -hmm. funnels into being able to pay for cool Smash stuff. So Thunder Smash 2 could technically be another summit type deal with these invitationals. You know, uh, it's just a matter on what he wants to do with the talent and what he's trying to make happen. His idea is that basically he wants to give talent careers after, um, you know, after this. So, you know, that's why he's so, that's why it's so top talent heavy. That's why, you know, you always see like all, like four of the five top five commentators there at all times yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah. I know that with the uh, casters chosen for this time around, uh, they they kept a lot of the casters that they hired locally. Like, the, you know, they're, they're actual casters, you know, like uh, Bam, for instance, like just a bunch of people that are actually underneath the Thunder Smash name. Yeah, it's Bam, Halloran, Edmund, mm -hmm. and uh, Arisdale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. So, like, I, so like, that's why I understood that I wasn't there this time around. But, you yeah, know, and also, I mean, even outside of that, like, they, they brought out all their people. So, you know, they had Omni there. Mm -hmm. uh, we shot a skit with, uh, with Keith. So, I mean, it, they, they pretty the much just, you know, the Thunder shebang. team was there. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole Thunder team was there, and that was cool. Um, but, yeah, overall, I would like, I mean, I definitely would like Thunder to succeed. I feel like it's nice to have someone being able to throw big money and make, like, interesting prize pools like that. But mm. uh, the only criticism I have of Thunder right now is that, like, they have to roll with the punches. Like, yeah, people, you know, have been very rude to them on their inception because Smash has had a lot of people come in with money like, you know, with crazy amounts of money, and be like, oh, shit, you know, and then, like, next year, we don't see them anymore. You know, shout out to GTX. They came in with that big-ass uh, Utah Stadium, and then next year, they were, like, in a GameStop. So I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? So like, you have to understand why we're, like, you know, we're a little skeptical about mm. uh, people coming in with money. But Thunder, you know, with a little bit of research, you should, you should be able to understand that, like, they have the money. And if they decide to pull, it has nothing to do with the fact that they ran out of money. It's just the fact that they probably ran out of value of this uh, community when the community keeps shitting on him. But as I said, you know, everyone gets shit on. You know, I've, I've definitely uh, got my fair share of getting shit on when I started out as a commentator. I just didn't block anyone until it was like super heinous. Yeah. And I think it's, but you're a company and I feel like you can't really block someone as a company unless they're like doing some super heinous stuff. So some, someone just tweeting Thunder Smash sucks, whatever. But someone saying, I want to like go shoot up Thunder Smash, if you block them, call the authorities. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, yeah. That's different, but I, I just, you know, I feel like that's one thing they have to, you know, do is roll with the punches. I don't think you should just eat, you know, harassment, obviously, but if someone just says something 
once. You know, let it roll, let it fly. They say something again, then be like, all right, well, now I can mute them or block them or whatever. So, yeah. Or clap back, you know, and make it funny or make it, you know, it's social media is an art form sometimes. Like, that's why they people get hired to run social media accounts because, like, you know, like look at like Wendy's, for instance, you know, like people will talk shit about Wendy's. And someone and they'll quote reply and make a really funny tweet and that the attraction and attention because of that. So do something like that. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. Time consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter what you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon fulfillment so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large fortune of 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Blue Wire podcast listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter the offer code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Oh, that's what I meant to say. So yeah, MVD's MVD's, uh, results are really starting to tank. And I don't know what it is but it's like i don't know do you, think it's people, do you think it's people learning the matchup the snake matchup yeah uh maybe yeah i mean like so he's got well looking at his recent results i mean he got second at, at ultimate shockwave losing to austin uh and then which is like still good you know what i'm saying ultimate yeah. shockwave fast eight, he's lost to austin people. a lot though like multiple okay. times mm. all right and then he got 13th out of 86 the thunder losing to nitro and mars uh, wait, wait, wait. He didn't lose Nitro. Wait a minute. He lose here. Uh, wait, what tournament? Thundersmash. Oh, he lost to Dark Wizzy. That's right. Dark Wizzy and Mars. I don't know why. It showed me his last two matches were, I guess, Nitro into Mars. Uh, so that's Thundersmash 3. And then 49th at Big House. Uh, I don't even know these people. that he, I know King Chris. But I know like, King Chris. But I heard I already got he got timed out by King Chris, which is interesting because, like, it's MVD. <laughs> when, we talk, when we talk, he's definitely like, I am okay with, you know, going to... Uh, pokemon stadium and just jumping between the two platforms while holding grenades and like dropping stuff in between and mm. you know sometimes that's hard to, that's hard to catch so yeah so it's interesting to see that he got timed out in a situation where usually he's uh the one doing the timeouts so yeah i don't know man like mvds you got to get back on the, on the top of things because you know with redacted being removed he was easily supposed to be the best snake yeah. and then uh it looks like his contingency of snake is kind of falling by the wayside now that salem you know, is starting to outplace him. Even if Salem's using Hero, he's still using a, quite a bit of Snake. So and dude, his uh, last top eight you know. was Port Priority, and before that, it was in July, low tier city. Hmm. Yeah, how, so, did you, how did you see that? Did you see this on uh on Smash GG? Oh, I'm looking at a. I'll show you the link. It's SmashData.gg. It's a really cool site. Um, uh, but basically, uh, what it shows is that like you know he got first at Thunder Smash, uh, obviously too. But like his results have been uh falling a little down by the wayside. Yeah. yeah. Definitely definitely a little abysmal. Yeah. Uh, another thing I definitely noticed is that, you know, um they invited all these Japanese players and the Japanese players showed up, man. You know, a decent amount of them in the top eight. Mm. 
crazy. Like they just, I mean, that's kind of expected. You know, Japanese players when they show up, they they show up pretty well. So you had Leia, Leia, Kamehameha, Shutone, and uh, T all in top eight, and then uh, so it was like Leia, Kamehameha, Shutone were seven, seven, fifth, and then Dark Wizzy, Salem, Cosmos, Mars, and then T at first. I'm losing one set to Mars, but Mars did not have the momentum to take that second set. So, yeah. I mean, I went home with five grand. Yo, big shout out to Larry Laird, too, man. He, t- he actually put Mars in the losers. Uh, oh, so. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like, yeah, man. My favorite thing about Larry Lert is that, like, we know we don't hear about him too often, but every now and then he'll just, like, cause a crazy upset. Yeah. Yeah. Larry Lert, uh, you know, one, one day I want to see him back at the top. He has to win one more tournament, mm-hmm. just like, like Apex over at Mutual King uh and brood like he's got to do that yeah uh, but uh, you know we're all getting old up here i think larry's like the same age as me so i get it you know what i'm saying man's turning 30 his man's almost if he's not 30 he's definitely close to 30 yeah and, uh, you know the reaction time starts slowing down he's in our age bracket you know uh start filing for better, bigger taxes or something i don't know you're like 22 bro what are you saying i'm 30 we've what? been over we've been over this on this show that's actually crazy bro 30 i'm a that's month younger crazy. than you that's actually wild, bro. He's 30. That's crazy. All right. Uh, up next, I guess we can look forward to, <laughs> to Nightmare on Smashville. Uh, who's going to that? Here we go. 2GG. Opened. The I think it's a B tier right now. Yeah, it's 385 people. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, attendees. Okay, so looking at just the attendees list with no... I don't think this is uh, put in order by any means. If Cosmos, Larry, Larry, Leon, Leon. Oh, shouts to Leon. Okay, going across the face yeah. to potentially try to get into this uh into uh, this summit. Rivers, AC, Meister. Oh man, Meister, Meister's gonna make it, bro. It's Meister's gonna make it. It's happening. It's happening, bro. Like, there's no way. Like I, I haven't seen anyone who's able to take him out yet. Like he's unbeatable. Like <laughs> I haven't seen any, I haven't seen anyone that's caused him any problems. So like yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like if the Japanese players are not there, or MKLeo is not there. I'm pretty sure he's about to make it. So this yeah. should. This uh, if, I had to be, if I had to vote on who's winning this tournament, I think it's him. So I could Rivers. see Leon or Rivers pulling something. You think Leon? Rivers, Rivers hasn't done something recently. Uh, for those who know, Rivers is nice, but it used to be go go by Shoyo James. But like he, I what was the last thing he did? Like he almost beat Nairo some time ago. Yeah, it, it was it was a while back. Yeah, I can't. Let me just go look at his stuff. Uh, oh, he's been going to all these locals. God. Okay. Oh. Locals. Ugh. Glitch 7 is the last big tournament he went to, and I don't remember how he did there, but I don't think that was the time. He got, um, what did he do? He got like 33rd, didn't he? Let me check. Okay. Yeah, maybe, was it SmashCon that he popped off? No, he SmashCon he was. He wasn't at for SmashCon because his cat was sick. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. He popped off somewhere. I just can't remember where. Oh, it was um Suplex City. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, got, he got second because he took Nairo to Grands, and then Nairo got the run back both sets. Okay. And then he also well, did good at a uh, Momocon Smash and Splash. He got Cosmos ninth at those two. Nightmares two, he could take it. I I don't know about Cosmos beating uh, Meister. That's the issue though. Like I feel like yeah. Cosmos, uh, you know, when he's playing, you know, what I'm saying when he's on point, he's on point. But Cosmos just. Like his his on point and off point meters, like they're so random. Like yeah, he's always yeah. he's always able to get anywhere between like second and like seventeenth. There's a bit uh, of a consistency problem going on there. Yeah. So I mean, he got third last weekend. Yeah, so. I was gonna say second and seventeenth, man. That's his, that's his area. Like I don't think he really places much lower than that. But it's good to see the Cosmos is still pretty consistent at least uh, being you know a top player. I know when he first started entering Smash uh, Four stuff, 
after like, you know, being the Wi-Fi where he wasn't doing that great. And then, you know, I guess he moved into the loft. Now they have, uh, you know, just a bunch of training going on all the time. There's no reason for him not to be able to keep his skill yeah. at an all-time maximum. So, you know. It's always good to have that practice, you know, because like, you're not getting it from online. Let me tell you what. Oh, yeah, of course not. So. Emirates Smashville, though, that's going to be one of the last few things that TGG does this year, as well as Congo Saga, which I think I'll be going to now. Uh, that should be cool. But mm. uh, this weekend, I'm actually not doing anything Smash related, even though there is going to be a Smash tournament over there. I'm going over to DreamHack Rotterdam to uh, do Brawl. some Brawlhalla. Ooh. So, yeah, Got to brush up on some Brawlhalla pretty soon, which means I need to download the rest of the characters before I uh, get on the plane because I'll probably just do that for that 10 hour uh, Wait, ride. if you can play it on the Switch. Yeah. That's fine. Play it on the Switch. Yo, yeah, how's yeah. Ray, man? Is he good? Uh, I think so. He's got Axe, Axe and Gauntlets and usually mm -hmm. Axe and Gauntlets are pro, both pretty good. So, uh, but honestly, I just, there's so much to keep up with that game, dude. Like, there is like three other characters that came out recently because uh, that I just haven't seen because I haven't been playing much lately. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, I mean, the thing, the good thing about Brawlhalla is that like it's one of those games that's super easy to learn because you really, the only thing that changes between the people are the weapon combinations and their signatures. So, yeah. You know, as long as you know all the regular uh, moves, you only got to remember like six moves, basically. So I messed around with it just a little bit in the summer. So I was, I, I realized that, you know, everyone has the two weapons and the weapons yeah. are very similar, but they have like different frame data based on the characters, like the different recoveries and how fast it comes out. Yeah. So. I'm trying to figure out what else, like, now, like, we're circling back. I'm trying to figure out what else I think Thunder Smash could do to, like, really show the community that, like, you know, we're here for the community and not just for whatever the community is. I doing. think like, you can't make just, money off of Smash, so. They should just keep doing what they're doing. I think they're, they did nothing but going up. Like, since Thunder Smash 1, they've gone up and up, in my opinion. And I think yeah. the community's starting to warm up to them a little bit, especially... The, the thing is, they can't stop. That's another thing. Because, like, what all these other companies that have come in and, like, with big money and run in the tournament, like you said, the GTX, uh, ESA, uh, UGC, like, all these tournaments that have come in, run the one thing, ran for a year, and then stopped. Uh, yeah. th they left a bad taste in a lot of community, community's mouth. But now this one, if they, keep, if they keep their word on 2020 and run, like, a big thing throughout the year and they just keep doing stuff for the Smash, I think eventually we'll warm up to them. They'll eventually become legacy, you know? like in a couple of years, but uh, it's, it's all about the long term. So I think they just got to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, Smash United has it pretty much on the money where the TS3 biggest crit was, uh, or criticism was low entry count and uh, venue not catered toward pop fillers, which again, as I explained earlier in this episode, I just, I don't think that, you know, that's not their, that's not their target audience. You know what I'm saying? Like this, it's just, I think you should have, I think you obviously need to, a cater to, I guess, spectators at the very least. Mm. So if spectators have a good time, then that's good. But they're mostly trying to cater to the top players and to the stream uh, and to the, the the talent, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. us, top players, stream. Uh, sucks for people who are just there, you know, going 0-2 and things like that, because like they're like, all right, well, what do we do next? There isn't any, like, redemption bracket. There isn't any, like, eight-man runoff brackets. But the thing is, like, there's enough. I feel like when you get to a situation like that, where you go O2, all you want to do now is find the, uh, the the friendly setups and just hold down a friendly setup forever. So as long as there's a decent amount of setups in a tournament, that's I think... That's all you need. Yeah, that's, that's like 90% of what Smash players just want. Like, I want friendly setups. Because okay. Smashers never got that arcade experience because we always played at home because we can only play at home. So when this is like, that's that arcade experience. You pay the money and you just get free play for all day. And that's what they want. Yeah, yeah. 
That's why people enter. That's definitely interesting, though, because I'm like, I like I get the concerns, but I also get where Thunder is coming from, too, where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, Summit also doesn't cater to uh, the O2 people. Like, that's just not what they're there for. They're there for, well, not main stage, but like uh, beyond the summit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Like the, yeah, the ultimate summit stuff. The ones that, that are invitation. Top players, right. So I think that, yeah, I think if Summit or if Thunder wants to continue to cater to top players and talent like that, they should definitely start doing more invitationals. And maybe like some, maybe like some tournaments there, like some weekend tournaments that will like allow whoever wins that weekend tournament, like weekend Arcadians allow whoever wins that tournament to also jump into the invitational. Yeah. But I, as far I, as like, I would love that. Yeah, as far as like running an invitational, but also not, or, or like, you know, having open bracket, but like not having people sign up because they don't, they're like, well, what's in it for us? Yeah, I get where people come from. So I feel like, you know, you have to bite the bullet, just lose that $30 you're going to make from those small people and just focus or double down on getting more uh, talent out there. So yeah, money match or something like that too. They get some more money afterwards as well. Yeah. So, oh, I forgot to bring this up because I think this, this could have been a fun topic. Uh, so Evo Japan announced Ultimate, um, and it's the same weekend as Genesis. What are your thoughts on that? Hmm. I uh, didn't know they had Ultimate. I might actually go to Evo Japan. Oh, you didn't? Oh, yeah, that was a big deal. Um, uh, it, it was during that, because uh, there, there was some random Japanese tournament going on last weekend uh, that Nairo was at. I think he won. I, I'm not sure. Uh, it was like a Nintendo like sanctioned like Sakurai was there and everything. And then Sakurai himself announced that Ultimate was going to be at Evo Japan. You know what, man? I might just uh, I might just do a bidding war. <laughs> Whoever gives you the most money. <laughs> well, I'm I'm doing a bidding war because like, bro, I would like, go to Japan honestly. Like, I would I'm of sick. course love to go to Japan, but I've made too strong a relationship with uh, Genesis. Mm-hmm. And, but as uh, as I said, I'm willing to break a relationship. If I don't feel respected, shout out to Big House. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm just going to let it go up to a bidding war, man. Whoever decides to drop me the most money between Tenno and, and, and Genesis will, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bro, where would yeah. you rather go, man? Tokyo or Oakland? Like, c- come on. <laughs> I, that's messed up. Um, it's, oh, it's in it, Tokyo? I think it's in Tokyo. Let me double check. I think it last time it was in Fukuoka, man. Yeah, but then they they... they Doubled back and went back to Tokyo for this year. Let me just double check though, really quick. I'm looking up Evo Japan 2020, but yeah, it's the same weekend as Genesis. There's a lot of people. It's already already an S tier. Like the Japanese players came out. They already have like a, over a thousand entrants within like the day it was announced. Jesus. Yeah, it, it, the Japanese are uh, really ecstatic for it. Well, see, the thing is, we were just talking about this recently too. Mm-hmm. That like Genesis is a melee tournament, man. Yeah, as I was saying, I think I think Genesis could use this as an excuse to focus on melee. Like, because Melee will not be at Evo Japan, for instance. Man, let me just... Let me it's just, in Tokyo, by the way. I just looked it up. Let me just hit up SAG right now. Like, <laughs> Evo Japan has Ultimate? I hit him up, too. It's a... Uh, trying to get out there, man. Evo Japan this year was really fun. Like, uh, obviously, I didn't cast because, you know, Smash wasn't there. But it was fun just, like, being out there in Fukuoka. First time in let Japan. Me, let, me see what, let me see what it says about that. All right. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I mean, I love hanging out with the Melee homies, too, and I love being the Melee mm-hmm. MC and stuff, but there's potential for me to do Tekken, Soul Calibur, although I kind of dropped on Soul Calibur, but I could probably pick that back up. Sam Show and Ultimate. Boy. And it's in Japan. Yeah. That's, uh, 
it, it, it's very tantalizing. And I like I've never been to a Genesis before, so like I don't have like that you know relationship with them, so I don't really care which one I go to. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's that's actually mm. I did not know that, and so now I'm like I was already like signed on to go to Genesis because yeah, it's Genesis, and I uh, you know I'm a Smash person first. But after seeing that Smash is gonna be at fucking Evil Japan, <laughs> yeah, I might go. I might go. I mean, Sakurai himself announced it. That's the thing. So, like, you know, what if he uh, items what if on, he was just like, what if he was just like, but I don't like American commentators. Done. <laughs> I only want Japanese commentators. Sakurai himself commentates it. I'd be down for that. Honestly, I'd watch it. I have like a translator. Yeah, Vaseth right next to him, just translating everything. Maybe give him some subtitles. That was remember. Anyway, I gotta fill up my eye, my W nine for Big House. Totally forgot about that, guys. This has been another episode of Hard Reads. Um, I think the biggest thing that we try to do here now is kind of give you a behind the scenes look at what goes on. Since seeing that mostly, I go to like almost everything. But two, we've been in the community for a while, so I see things, we know things, mm. and. Uh, you know, we just want to have give people a better look at what happens on this side. So, you know, people are, are not uninformed and think that money grows on trees or that, like, you know, things are just uh, all fine Danny all the time. Because sometimes they are, but other times they're not. So, yeah. I, I definitely feel that. Are we doing a show next week? Are you, You're going to no, be in Cali, right? I am going to be in Cali for Summit, which uh, I guess we'll talk about Summit when I get back. But yeah, I gotta I gotta shoot some skits because like I, so I'm coming back from Amsterdam or Rotterdam uh, on Monday at like eleven, and then I gotta get on the next flight at like twelve. So it's like eleven uh, p.m. and then I go home, mm-hmm. and then I pack another bag, then I go back to the airport, and then get on the, the flight to uh, to Cali at like I don't know twelve, like uh, like like twelve or one something like that. So. What a turnaround. What a turnaround, dude. That, that's a long time. Uh, have fun. You get, you get lots of sleep on those flights. You're going to need it. I will, uh, I will attempt to. Or just play Brawlhalla the whole time. Whatever. Whatever works. Well, I'm, I'm probably going to play Brawlhalla for a decent amount of flight to Amsterdam for sure. But Play it on the uh, the air, airplane Wi-Fi, you know? Like online. There you I'm go. Gonna see. I'm going to just challenge someone. See if anyone's about it. But yeah, man, uh, thank you guys for watching. Once again, I will catch you guys in two weeks when we talk about more cool Smash stuff. Uh, Until then, have a good night. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.